This is the Lifestyle as Medicine podcast, and I am Mike Riccio, longtime personal trainer, professional strength coach, gym owner, and most importantly, a devoted modern father and husband. I've been fortunate to learn under some of the most intelligent minds in health and fitness over the past 15 years, as well as work with amazing clients and athletes. What I've most fallen in love with over the years is the power we have over our lives, the power to decrease risk of disease and injury, the power to reach our true potential, the deep abilities the body is capable of when all aspects of health are working simultaneously. On this podcast, you will learn the importance of preventative health and how to optimize your habits to optimize your life. All right, listeners, today we are on with Dr. Jason Pensick, the owner of Nutritional IV Therapies. They have multiple locations and they work with people on re-optimizing, I'm gonna say, hormone levels, IV therapy levels, peptide levels. So today we talk a lot about peptides and testosterone and hormones and their usage. The big theme of today is coming into the, the bigger plan, the bigger ratio of lifestyle habits and assistance that is needed. We talk a ton about the base needs and how without nutrition and sleep and water and exercise, without these base needs, everything else is gonna have a minimal positive effect. Okay, every other of the hundreds of positive things you can do in life are, which are all great, but they're all gonna be held back. They're all gonna be slowed down if we don't really get back to the main biological, physiological human needs that come from your hormones, your nutrition, your sleep, your exercise. We talk about how hormones change as we get older. And this is where Dr. Jason really provides such an amazing value to people. He gives people back the opportunity, the tools that maybe we do lose with aging or we've lost because we have not chosen to accumulate healthy years in the first three, four or five decades of our life. And now we do need some help. We do need to be provided an external source to get these tools to get back to the best version of ourselves. So it doesn't matter if we are if we are weight loss people, if we're energy people, if we're trying to decrease risk of disease, whatever it is, we, we have to go back to the needs of the human body. We have to assess where our individual body is. We have to make sure we are getting in these baseline necessities. And then we have to have the right person give us direction from there. So Dr. Jason's gonna help us put a lot of things together here. What are the needs of the human body and what decisions should you be focusing on day to day to again, become the best possible version of yourself? Great episode, great topic. It's uh, you know one of those where I think Dr. Jason and I clearly could have kept talking for another two hours this morning. And uh, at the end, I also give a promise. I, I devote myself to doing something, uh, using myself as a little bit of a guinea pig on something at the end. So listen all the way through. And uh, as always, please enjoy and rate and review the episode when you are done. Listen in to Dr. Jason Pensick. All right, Dr. Jason, thanks, man, for being on. Thank you. Little intro from you. What do you do and uh, where are you located? So I'm in the uh, Chicago suburbs, basically I'm in Skokie. I have a clinic in Hinsdale and a clinic in Lyle that I'm all part of. Uh, I basically run a longevity and performance clinic. Uh, I'll take anything that walks in my door, but I'm really focused on the longevity performance side and how to make people live longer, live better, and feel your best at all times. And obviously we are very like-minded. You know, we've, we, uh, yeah. 
we just joked that in the pre-talk, we we talked a lot, a lot that we're just going to repeat probably for sure on the recording. Probably just, should just hit record right away when we started. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Let's. I really want to dig into a couple of things today, obviously, but optimization. You know, mm-hmm. I talk a lot about this podcast about being the best version of ourselves, not just what society calls normal, not which what lab tests come back and say are normal, but really ideal. And I and my my kids will, my twelve year old stepdaughter will roll her eyes when when she hears this too. But you know, I if we can reach for ideal, we should, and that's always been kind of my philosophy. Um, so when when you think of optimization, become the best version of ourselves, what yeah. comes to mind for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm always optimizing for the things we can control first, right? Exercise, which you're already helping to optimize for, sleep, nutrition. These are like the three kind of big pillars. If you're not eating right, if you're not sleeping right, and if you're not training right, you're, the rest of your life is kind of going to fall apart. Stress management obviously fits into there too as well. Um, all the things that I do in practice are great, but if you don't have some kind of base setup, you're going to have some issues to start, right? If we're not having some kind of training routine, some kind of exercise routine where you're spending some time raising the heart rate, lifting weights around the gym, doing something, you can have issues with bone density and your heart. You know, if you're not taking any kind of, you're not taking your diet seriously and you're eating lots of uh, fried foods, very unhealthy, uh, saturated fats, high sugars, high carbs, you're going to have heart disease as well. You're going to have diabetes. You have all these issues that are going to occur. So, you know, then you look at, you know, you look at the nutrition, uh, supplementation. These are great things. I love supplementation, but not necessary until you've at least gotten your diet under control and you're already looking at the healthy things. These are all additions. Everything I do in practice is in addition to what you're already doing. Your optimization starts at home. And then sleep is a big thing, right? We got to make sure we're having uh, great quality sleep. And we all know as we age, sleep goes down. So optimizing for the best sleep we can without doing anything else. So that means, you know, turning phones off in the evening, or at least not looking at screens in the evenings, going to sleep in a dark environment, really cold room. I, I recommend 65 degrees to patients are colder. Um, those are the things I'm optimizing for going to bed early enough, right? Sometimes with patients is that they don't have, you know, it's quote unquote time, right? We have this time factor. Where can I put myself uh, to make myself go to bed? And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in getting up early. So I like to go to bed early at night and then wake up early. And I understand that it's hard, right? I've gotten busier with my work. And so I'm working until 1030, sometimes 11 o'clock at night. So that means my sleep schedule gets pushed back some, but really trying to focus on getting that enough sleep. So, you know, you get that sleep time available. If you can't fall asleep, that's one thing but you got to make sure you at least make the time available for sleep. So optimizing for just the beginning parts of where do you start? Did you start with the basics? You start with the things you can actually have full control of. Those are free. Those things cost you nothing other than your own time and your own you know, mentality. Like, how do I get this in there? And then you can layer every single thing you want on top of that and make yourself a better human and live longer, perform better. But without doing the basics, uh, the rest of the stuff we're going to give you won't help much. I mean, you're not going to, help sleep if you don't, you know, I can give patients sleep aids and help them sleep. But if you only have five hours a night accounted for for sleep, I can't do anything. I have zero help. And I had a patient recently asked me, hey, my sleep sucks. Help me out. And I'm talking to him going through this and I, you know, come to find out, oh, well, I go to bed at midnight. I'm at six every day. I said, okay, well, what's, what's, what's stopping you? Why? I, I have things going all day. I just work late. You know, I'm just not sleeping well. I'm like, well, you're not sleeping well because you're not getting enough sleep. And once he finally accounted for that time, like I can give myself that extra hour and a half, two hours a night. Wow, bam, he's now not tired. He feels better. And it was only because he didn't, he came to me thinking for something for sleep. And I said, you know what? If you don't first give yourself the, the time to make that sleep available, nothing I'm going to give you is going to help uh, because you first need to be able to get that full, you know, seven to eight hours sleep, which is what most of us need. There are some people that do perform totally fine getting six hours of sleep, but most of us do not. 
Most of us need that rest, that rest time. So again, it's like when you come to me and ask me these questions, I'm like, well, what are you already doing? Because these things are important. Like, how are you already helping yourself? I can always layer on things. And look, I can definitely make up like you want to lose weight. I got things for that. But if you lose the weight and then you didn't add training or diet in there, you're going to get that weight back. So if they're not coming to see Mike and saying, hey, how do I get myself back into shape and do some exercise? They're going to come back to me in, you know, nine months again and say, oh, I put all the weight back on. Why didn't it stay off? Well, this isn't a fix where we, don't, we can't just give you a pill or give you something um, without fixing the basics of all the stuff, right? All the things we do are the basis for how do we optimize. And they start with people like you, Mike, where it's like, I've got to get someone to see you. They've got to do some training. They've got to do something, some an exercise routine. You know, and then they have to think about you know, someone like you or I have to go through, hey, what is your diet like? What is your sleep like? These are the important things that I start with. My pillars are kind of like sleep, exercise, nutrition is where I kind of start looking at things. Yeah, well, and I love that you went to, it really doesn't matter what the goal is, right? People come in for weight loss. They come in for, yeah. I, I want to be healthier. I want to increase energy. Whatever it is, you tend to go to the same pool of a few things first, because like you said, it's the, the sleep's a part of any goal, everything. Yeah. So, you know, and I call them health minimums. Uh, but you know, it's, we, we go to, we go to protein, we go to water intake, you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, and I really mm -hmm. start there with a lot of people where I say, it's not that other things aren't important. I also want you to eat your greens. I want you to, I want you to exercise more. Yeah. But if you're not hitting these three things there, we're probably going to really be fighting an uphill battle of regardless of what you're trying to get into. So when people walk in your door, what is, you know, how do you start assessing your starting points where you start giving advice? And I love that you went to lifestyle first. Yeah. You know, when you put coming in, you know, so are we looking at blood work? Is it a questionnaire? How are you, how do you start the assessment process? So you know what your starting points are with the patients that you see? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, we have, uh, we, we just started, uh, I have a really good nurse that works with me now and she just got a good intake form for us, which I didn't have really before. People walk in the door and uh, my telehealth patients say, Hey, give me some surgical history. Give me some medical history. Now, yep. what are you interested in today? What's going on? What do you want to do? Um, we now have a, a much better, more in-depth, uh, intake form that gives me some definition of what's going on with the patient. Like, what are they already doing? What's been going on? Because my, my initial talk with, Hey, what do you want today? And they say, I want to weight loss. And I haven't asked the question of, well, what's your diet like? And what's your exercise? Like that's the, I mean, like that should be like the first thing I ask to people like, okay, so that's, it's not usually where I go. And I hadn't been at least because I, you know, trying to get these, these, these calls done. Um, and realistically, like part of it, I always tell patients, like you, these are part of the things you have to do when everyone always asks again, you know, is this going to work? And I'm like, well, if you're already optimizing for these things in your life and your own personal life in these areas, then yeah, they will aid you. But if you aren't optimizing for these other things by fixing diet, nutrition, hydration, you know, sleep, you're going to still fail. Like we, we can't, I can't, you know, give you an IV one day and expect that the next day you're going to be hydrated and that's going to stay for you the next week. Like you're going to have to keep drinking fluids and taking some kind of, you know, um, salt intake or some, some kind of um, nutrients with that. Uh, minerals to, to keep yourself like hydrated and going. So I, I really do, I do try to talk to patients as much as I can to help them uh, get to the goals in their own. Because again, a lot of the stuff, most of us are able to do a lot of this stuff, right? There's, yes. I, I will say that uh, one of the big things we'll talk about later is performance enhancing drugs is something patients ask me about all the time. I get asked questions about, but when you look at PEDs, they add about 10% onto what you're already doing. That's like, the, that's what we kind of figure. Like you, you're 10% better. Well, you're in the top echelon, 10% makes a world difference. You're looking like a totally different person. But these people have put in all the work at the bottom levels to get there. No one's taking PED and sitting at home on the couch watching TV and to watch the muscles grow. You're not just sitting there like, wow, I'm looking like a big guy. 
the work has to go. And I think we forget that sometimes, you know, we talk about these natural athletes versus non-natural. I'm like, yeah, the non-natural ones do look better. I don't disagree, but there are plenty of natural athletes that are just looking amazing because they're optimizing for everything already. You're not seeing this massive difference. Um, You know, I mean, again, you look at the bodybuilders, you see these big guys, you're like, okay, they are definitely on something, but there are plenty of men out there that are not taking anything at all, supplementation, and they're looking phenomenal and doing a great job at the top peaks. So I always want to tell people like, these things are going to help you some, but if you aren't fixing the bottom stuff, it doesn't matter what I give you. I can give you everything in the world. It's going to make you 10% better, but that's it. That 10% is not a huge, you know, when you're 50% down, you're in the buck and you're, you're not doing well, we have to give you a lot more than that. And right. again, that's why you have to fix for all the things and account for all that stuff, right? That's, I, I come back to again and again, I mean, I made a, I made a reel yesterday on, on uh, the other a couple of days in, in exercise. And one of the things I get asked all the time, you know, when, about my medicine, what I do, how long do I have to take this protocol for? How am I doing this for? You know, Mike, it's like coming to you and saying, hey, Mike, how long do I got to exercise for? Like, what's the, what, <laughs> what do you think? Like for the next like month, you think I'd be good after that? Or like, what do you think? Six months? Would I, if I do six months of exercise, I'm, I'm good, right? I'm, I'm done. No, of course. Yeah, you and I know this. Like when people come and ask us these questions, you know, I get asked this question all the time. How long am I doing this for? I'm like, well, think of it as like exercise. This is just part of your life now, right? This is a lifestyle change. When I talk to patients about some of the things that I do, some of them are meant to be on forever. Like it's not like I want to be on this forever, but we are aging. All we can do is hold our bodies where they're at. So if you aren't exercising on a regular basis, you're going to lose muscle mass. You're going to get more fat and your heart health is going to go down. So if you aren't doing this regularly, you are a disadvantage already. Like if you aren't finding the time to, to make this happen, I mean, I can tell you personally, um, you know, when I call uh, my girlfriend and I've missed a workout because I, I work late in the, in the office, I am so irritable because I just need that gym time. I need that to calm down. It's yep. my stress management personally. And when it doesn't happen, you know, I'm, I'm such a little baby. My staff get, you know, laugh at me. I'm like, I didn't get my second workout in today. And they're like, we didn't get our first workouts in. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I understand that. I get it. We all have our own levels, right? Right. Some patients, like, they're like, just give me one workout. And I'm like, if you can get one workout, you know, five days a week, like, I'm happy for you. You know, and then you have people like, you know, you or I who are like, I wish I could work out two or three times a day if I had the, the physical that I could make the space for it in my day. Um, yes. So it, it's whatever level you're on, but that's you optimize for the base things you can, the things you can control. And then once you've optimized for those, you, the world's your oyster. You can go anywhere you want. Yeah. And well, and one, I go back, I'd laugh at the 65 degrees and sleep because my wife and I argue about this all the time and she would keep the house at <laughs> 74 all the time if, if we didn't yeah. fight about it. So we, we were right at about 69 degrees as a middle, but I would, I would do 65 for sure. Do you have one of those mattresses? They have that, um, oh my gosh, I can't wear mattresses, but they actually control the temperature. It's a temperature yeah, controlled mattress. I, I will soon. We're, we're yeah. going to have to, we're, we're due for a new mattress too. So that's, that's going to be the best way been... to go. That's the depth I've been looking to trying to get at least temperature controlled mattresses. They're so expensive. It's like, and I kept reading reviews like, is it comfortable? Is it not comfortable? Because I want to sleep on this really cold again. Yeah. Hot and cold. You can have your wife can be 73 and you can be like, I'm 62 and we're both very happy right now. Stand your side. We're good to go. And we're going to yeah. need that because I think we're yeah. losing the battle on trying to compromise <laughs> on temperature in the house in general. Um, I, you know, I, the giveaway stuff, right? It's, yeah. and this, and you get the same thing. People come in and they, and they want to hear about, the really hard workouts. And I'm like, well, what are yeah. you eating? And they're like, well, I, they're yeah. like, it's almost like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to come in and talk yeah. about the flashy stuff. I'm like, that's great. And I want to do the flashy stuff. Yeah. I want to push the slides. I want to teach yeah. you how to do kettlebells, whatever yeah. it is that you had envisioned when you came in, I do want to get to that. But again, like you said, none of that, not that it doesn't matter. It does. Mm-hmm. 
like I, I and I appreciate everyone that works out really hard in the gym without doing other stuff. Great. You are still hitting a bucket. If we can't come back to the basics, the sleep, the nutrition, it again, it's you're you're minimal at best. And again, it's just yeah. it's it's like you're walking in quicksand. Exactly. Right. You have you purposely know, slowed yourself down on your own results unnecessarily because, like you said, this stuff is it's not easy, but it yeah. is it is free to a certain extent. You can do this yeah. stuff on your own night, and I need you to. Sorry, I cut you off. It's, no, no, it's to, you're right. It's totally doable. I, I agree. And part of this is that right, I think some of this is is it's hard to know where to start, right? You know, right. That you're like, when you look at your life, you're like, oh, I'm not exercising. My diet is garbage. <laughs> and my sleep's garbage. Well, which one do I start with, right? The, the, the people get, you get overwhelmed, right? We have choice, uh, choice paradox, right? Which, yes, which right. thing am I starting with? And, and there is no good answer, right? The answer is just pick one that you want to start working on. It could be, okay, so if you're not ready to start your exercise or your sleep routine, then find better foods. Then start deciding, hey, maybe I should have a salad this meal instead of having a burger. Um, right. Like it's just simple stuff. It's not like I expect anyone to come in off the street and just change. I mean, right there's, there are people that can do that. I mean, you and I have met people that are like, today I decided to work out. I'm here from now on five days a week and I'll be here every five days a week for the rest of my life. Yeah. And there are people who are like, I came once and then I come again in a month. And then maybe I came twice the next month. And then it's like a slow, like we all have, it's, we're all ready for different things and we're, wherever we are in life. And I, so I always want people to feel like you can be wherever you're at. Don't feel like you have to get pressured into these things, right. but start somewhere. Like just, just know, you know, the, the contemplate, like this is you know, the thought process is what am I going to do next? Where can I go next? How can I help myself next? And again, these are the freebies. This is the stuff that's like free to you. Again, I'm not saying that training is free. But your cost of entry is so minimal compared compared to what you're getting out of it. Right? right. And sleep is so low barrier. Just give yourself the time. Food, low barrier. I mean, again, I understand that making better food choices does get more expensive. Training, it's not that these things are completely free, but they're the amount you get back from them, like obviously when you're when you watch your weight come down, you watch your strength come up, you feel better about yourself. I mean, how many people out there would tell you, like, like I'd give anything to look like you again? I would I would give anything to to be to be musky like that again. You're like, okay. But, Show up. If you, if you show up. We can, we can <laughs> Got it. show up. I can, I can help right. you with that. Like that, that's where I'm at. That's my job, right? That's where I'm, that's my career. That's what I want to do for you. And I think that people forget that there is so much in our control. Cause sometimes we feel so out of control, right? When you look at ourselves and there, I mean, we know so many Americans now are overweight, don't feel good. So many people are unhealthy and it, you know, I, it's like, where do we start? Right? So like you said, where do I start? I start with you know, intake. Where do I ask people? Now I do labs. Labs are an integral part of my, my, my clinic and what I do. But just like this, I come and come back to is, you know, most of America is sick. Most people don't feel good. When you look at lab values on patients, um, the labs normal is 90%. So they cut off the top five, bottom 5% of what the lab company is looking at are 90% of people healthy. And I just look at them and say, there's absolutely 90% of people aren't even in good shape. Like how do we expect 90% of people are healthy? We expect these labs to show like, oh, this is all, this is normal. This is all, it's normal for now. It's normal. But again, like we said, optimization, normal. Where do we want to look at to what what is good and what's bad? And that's I think one of the things that gets lost in translation to patients when they say, "Oh, your labs are normal." Okay, what does normal mean? Oh, it means you're in the ninetieth percentile. Okay, well, I don't think ninety percent of people are healthy, so should I be concerned that these labs are not good? Like, am I missing something here? And very often there are places I want to optimize. I'm like, this could be better. This could be better. This could be better. One of the things that has changed over the years is our liver enzymes. This is one thing I've, I've uh, noticed before. Liver enzymes. You know, uh, I think it was like 60 or 70 years ago, we're lower than they are now. The normal has moved up because the drinking has increased. The unhealthy environment has increased. So now the normal that we have, it was not normal 
70 years ago. The lab values were different. Things have changed over the years because we've become more unhealthy. Now, does that mean we're just all more normal or more unhealthy? And that's the real question we come down to is what's, what are we looking at as optimal? And again, that's why optimization is so important. I know it's a, such a buzzword. We all talk about optimization. We all want to optimize. And the real thing is we just want to be the best version we are. That's what optimization is. How do we make right. ourselves the best version to feel the best and, and live the longest? And there always is going to be a performance longevity curve, right? You can't have straight longevity because if you have straight longevity, you're going to be right. eating the low-calorie diet. You're going to be – you're definitely not going to – you're not getting clients come into your gym. They're eating 500 calories a day every day and saying, let's go push that sled uh, with uh, 200, 400 pounds and see how far you can go. They're not going to do it. They can't perform. You know, yeah. but then the other hand, you're going to have your, your, your people coming in, your clients coming in that have, you know, they're, they're taking all the steroids in the world. They're going to throw that sled down the side, but their heart might explode by the time they hit 45 or 50. So again, right. there is a, there's a very definite, you know, I talk to patients like longevity and performance. We want to optimize for both. We, there, there has to be a, an area where you're like, I can have, I'm okay sacrificing this part of my longevity. And we all are, right? We're all eating more than we should in general. So we're all sacrificing longevity because if we all did what we were supposed to do, we would eat low calorie, which is super low calorie diets. They show that lives longer, but neither one of us want to do it. I don't think most people want to live that life. Right. You have to make lots, lots harder decisions to keep that way. Um, and so we want to find things to mimic these like low calorie diets. We want to mimic this stuff to get the best of both worlds, right? And this is performance and the longevity, which we both understand. You can't, you can't have just one side or just the other side. You have to consider both to have a good, well-around uh, how when you talk about optimization. Yes. I, we have, I think we have to redefine normal too, because normal mm -hmm. really means average. And the, from, the, from an assessment and medical standpoint, normal just means this is what the average, let's go American, that is, yeah. is looking like now. Yeah. But normal does not equal healthy necessarily. Not anymore, yeah. unfortunately. And I think we have to change our perspective on that because normal has become a comforting term for people. Completely normal. Awesome. I'm normal. This is great. It's, it's comfort in numbers. If this were ever else is at too, it must be okay. Yeah. But then when you look at normal is high cancer rates. Normal is mm -hmm. very high dementia rates. Normal is less than a quarter of our percentage meet ACSM guidelines for exercise, which have come down consistently because every time people <laughs> don't achieve them, the ACSM becomes more lax on those numbers. So we went from, you know, these, these 60 minutes a day numbers down to, well, 30 days, three days a week or 30 minutes, three days a week. The numbers yeah. keep changing to affect the norm. I once, um, I may have told this story before, but that's going to tell it again. I, I was in a, a seminar once with a guy and it was he told this interesting story about the military and how it used to be the military used to hold this position, ideal position for shooting. That was a full squat, butt to grass squat sideways. So holding the gun sideways. So you made yourself mm -hmm. short and narrow. Mm -hmm. And that was the ideal shooting position. That's how they taught the military to shoot. Mm -hmm. Well, as we became more out of shape, people couldn't squat anymore. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, we have to get back to, this is the ideal and you've got to be able to hit it. We said, well, you just can't do it. So we'll change the ideal. Yeah. And I think we can find a lot of those examples in society right now where we just keep moving the needle on ideal mm -hmm. and, and what a disservice that is doing to all of us, because as the needle moves, normal moves. And that mm -hmm. definition causes comfort, which causes us to say, okay, I'm just going to keep staying in normal instead of reaching for ideal. So yeah. I, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. And you know, one of the things just to, to kind of follow up with that is one of the things, the new normals is, uh, I talk about this often, is testosterone in men. 
we see a 40% drop in testosterone men from our grandparents. And so the new normal is lower. And does that mean that that that's good? No, it does not mean that it's good. I had a a 75-year-old patient. I remember getting his testosterone. He had one of the highest testosterones I'd ever tested in a man, 75 years old. Um, He was like, I wake up with morning wood every day. I feel good every morning I get up. He has cancer and he's dying, but his testosterone levels through the roof. And he's like, I feel good every morning I get up. At least my, my libido's there and I have like the, the, the vigor to do this stuff. And that's one of the things I see a lot of men going down on is we see a lot lower testosterone rates in my men and it gets lower. I mean, I'm out of all the men I've tested, I'm one of the higher men and I'm in the mid range. I work out often and I look at my, my men in general. And I'm like, I mean, at my level, I, I'm supplementing testosterone now. And I can tell you that I was feeling some of the effects of low T. And I have patients that are below me and I'm like, you have got to be struggling. And they're men in their twenties and thirties and they're young men who just have low T. And this is, we actually think in the next, oh my gosh, I think it's the next uh, couple of decades, we're expecting fertility rates to start going down because testosterone rates keep going down. And so we're seeing this trend of, well, hey, guess what? This is normal now. Like it's normal to have lower testosterone in men. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's good. You know, testosterone is not like this, this thing we should all be worried about and scared about where it's going to cause everyone to get angry and mad testosterone will only raise your base personality. So if you're a really great guy like you are, Mike, you get more testosterone, you're just more of a great guy. You're just more of who you are. If you're just a a complete jerk and you get testosterone, you're just more of a jerk. We just make you more of a jerk. That's all we do. So people always worry you get irritable. I'm like, no, they they were probably irritable and kind of not good person beforehand. You just didn't know it because they had low testosterone. They were docile. Now you give them testosterone back and they're irritable again. That's who they are. That's their person. That's their personality. So again, it's like, again, it comes down to optimization, right? So I look at optimization through different, you know, different lenses here. And I see the fact that as these trends go down, just like you see exercise goes down and we all know that people are exercising less. It's not hard to understand. We have more access to, you know, things at home. I mean, COVID really hurt a lot of us, right? We went through COVID and it became more normal to sit at home, became more normal to eat at home. Um, uh, one of the things I'm working projects working on now is a company called second opinion. And we're trying to bring health and wellness back to people and get more of a community going of people talking about their health and wellness and also getting some nutrition exercise built in because we saw the pandemic really made people isolated. And one of the new trends is people are more isolated and that is bad for our mental health Mm -hmm. and people aren't going to the gym as much. Things have changed since COVID. And I feel like even though restrictions have been raised, people are more scared, a a part of the population, definitely more scared to be out there and interacting and still doing these things because of the fear that they could get sick, something could happen again. And so I think we're seeing this trend. I think we're going to continue seeing this trend go down. We get more and more um, ability to sit at home and do the things we want. We have more access to the things at home. You know, with Amazon deliveries, they can happen overnight. We now make it easier for people to do less and, um, you know, continue kind of doing the habits they have that are already in place that are less active. I mean, I remember watching a uh, movie Wally. A couple, you know, years ago, yeah. I'm sure you're probably familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I just remember this. But now, years and years in the future, and everyone just overweight, fat, got their phones and just kind of scrolling, you know, scrolling around, and just kind of in these movable chairs. And I feel very sadly that is a lot of where uh, we are heading in general as a as a population, and for sure, at least in America. Um, you know, traveling to other countries, they they're forced to walk more. We live in we live in some big cities. I live in downtown Chicago, and walking is I'm, I'm more used to, but most of America is spread out. So people are driving. We're, we're not wanting to get out and have to walk and exercise. And it's, again, there's a time commitment, I understand, to showing up to your gym to doing something. We know this. And so in some, some of the times, like, well, if I just sit at home, I can do a home exercise. Well, there's something to be said about home exercises 
versus going to the gym and training. I, I really have a thing to say, like, I think yeah. home exercise is great. If that's all you can do, by all means, go for it. But if you can find yourself to get yourself in with a trainer, get someone to help, at least be in a gym where there's people around you, you're going to push harder. We, we know that when we're around other people in general, we work harder. We have someone telling us to do, we work harder. Right. When we are at home, we can be lazy. And again, if you're the kind of person that's going to be self-motivated enough to do that, that's, you're not the person I'm talking to. Like you can do whatever you want. There's self-motivated patients, people that are, that are these Olympic athletes that are training their own. That's great for them. But a lot of us need that guidance and that help. Some like you to come in. And I, I really appreciate what you do because it, it does mean so much to have um, the people out there that are helping patients and helping my, my clients get to where they want to, because I can only do so much. I can only say, hey, go do this. But without coming to see you and convincing them, being like, this is why you need to see me. The reason is I'm going to get you these goals and you need someone to help direct you. And, you know, that's the whole point of having someone like you there. And again, it's optimization. They want to get into shape. They want to feel good again. It starts with some basics, right? We went sleep, nutrition, exercise. And you hit one of the major buckets of these people. And again, to me, it's a major bucket uh, in so many aspects of this. It changes your, your hormone levels. It changes your lab levels. Like we optimize starting with you. You are the first step optimization right there. And I'm like, second, I'm down the line somewhere that now you've optimized this, come see me. And I think People forget that and they see me first. And it's like, what else have you done to optimize yet? I'm, I'm confused. Like, help me understand what your life is. Um, right. And when they say I'm working out at home, I'm like, okay, that's good. Um, maybe, maybe consider going somewhere to do some kind of uh, training regime, exercise regime. So, yeah, you know, I, and I, and I, I appreciate it. I, and I agree, of course, yeah. about the exercise side. I do think it's the right person though, too. Cause I think sometimes yeah. it's, where do I start? Where are you willing to start? Which you made that point yeah. already earlier. Mm -hmm. Along with that, the right person won't let you stay there. They won't say, hey, I'm going to start at just going for my hormone and, and peptide treatments with Dr. Yeah. Jason. I'm not going yeah. to exercise and then stop there because neither Mike or Dr. Jason is going to let you stop there. We're going to yeah. say, hey, great. You came here. This is what you're willing to start with. We said, great. And now it's been two weeks, a month, three months, and you've, mm -hmm. you've made this a solid part of your routine. Now what? And yeah. and once people become confident in one health bucket, they're they're just more. The odds are more that they'll be successful adding the second one. And that that conversation is just a higher confidence conversation. Where if I have someone yeah. come in and they go, "Hey, I want to exercise," and I right away bombard them with, "Here's everything you have to do perfect every single mm -hmm. day," I've lost that person as quickly as they came in. Yeah. But if I say, "Hey, two months. Hey, you're doing great. Why don't we think about adjusting this in the diet a little bit?" And then that leads to the third thing. That leads to the fourth thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm saying, hey, you know what? This is all great. I think you got to head down to, doc, to, to Dr. Jason because I think there's there's an opportunity here. That, you know, and I, so I think I, I want to encourage people to take what they have and do. It's okay to start where you think you're comfortable. Yeah. And then, but, but also keep your environment in an encouraging one where someone's going to nudge you to take the next step because everything yeah. is a progression. You got to still got to progress the next step too. So uh, but what I, what yeah, I like awesome. what I said. Yeah. And I like what I said there, because because what you said is, you know, like when you start working through for a few months, then I send you, then I can recommend other things, right? If they walk in day one and they're like, I'm going to lose weight, you're like, okay, uh, start with me. And then go to talk to Jason too, because he can give you weight loss stuff. That's totally just a service to them because you haven't even evaluated them to see where they're going, right? I know that they want to lose weight, but if you're like, let me try some things with you first. Right. What's the point of just throwing you to this train, right? Like it's not that it's not that it's not useful. It's not that there aren't things I can do right at the beginning, but I also want patients to have some like if they haven't started making those routines and making that normalized for them, they're right. going to take the, st the stuff for weight loss and then lose that weight. And they're like, well, why didn't they go to the gym? Like, I just lost the weight. Like, what's the point? 
And you're like, well, you just missed the whole point. Like the whole point was you had to do these things to continue this, to keep it all. So again, that, that part of that is, is, you know, it takes so many touches in general to get them to come to see you, come to see me. Like I, I, I drove by the gym like twice and I, I just feel like I got to go in there. You know, it's not like someone just looks you up one day. It's like, oh, most patients are not looking up. Clients looking up one day, find you, and they come in. They're doing some research behind it. They're figuring That's out right. what they want to do. They're, they're, and if they're at the point to already add you, they've already done the research in other gyms. They've already found what they want. They don't look for the first place and go. Most of us do that. We want to find out what's going on and what things you offer before you go. So they've got that research behind them, and now they're showing up. But yes. again, there's sometimes they're, they're versed in maybe knowing what you do, but they're also not versed in saying, well, I guess I didn't think about nutrition or my sleep. Um, you know, I went to get uh, CrossFit trained uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, I got my CrossFit level one training and I did it for myself. I really wanted to just learn like more Olympic lifting and, and get into that and kind of like just learn what CrossFit was about. And I don't actually go to CrossFit gym now, but the training was really helpful because one of the things mm -hmm. they taught their trainers is nutrition and diet and sleep are so important. That was even the pillar of that is like, look, we can do all this stuff for you, but if we aren't talking about nutrition and sleep with you, we are failing you as clients in any right. gym. And if you're worth a trainer who isn't even discussing nutrition or even asking you what nutrition or diet is like, you need to be thinking about a new trainer. And I'm not trying to hate on any trainers out there. I think there's plenty no. of amazing trainers out there. There are a lot of good people who do what they do. But I think part of this should be included. Um, just like if you see someone that does what I do, you should find someone to ask about nutrition and, and sleep and training. Like these are things that if we don't at least ask about, even if you say, no, I'm not interested in it, totally fine. At least the conversations happen so the patients know that, that, that someone out there is asking them what they're doing. Because again, if you aren't or I'm not asking them, like we're looking for, we're, we're trying to get these people well-rounded. We're trying to give them what they want, right? And they're coming to see you for, for you know, more physical strength and for, for more uh, muscle mass and to help them get them shaped with my heart health. There are lots of different reasons why. I want to do it because I want to feel good. Well, then you can delve deeper now that you've worked with them a few times. Okay, so like what's, where other areas are you, are you failing? Like, okay, muscle mass, you want even more. Okay, I can definitely help with that. But now I have to talk about nutrition. What's your protein in, you know, intake like? Like I've, I can help you in the gym all you want, but if your protein is, 20 grams a day, I, I only got so much room that I can do stuff right. with. You give me so little room to work with, I'm not going to build you muscle. Like, you know, you want to talk about protein. I got to, I, you know, I can, I got a good supplement for you. I got this, I got this, I got this, I got these recommendations. And then once you've optimized, oh, I also know a guy who could help get you testosterone back because you're in your 60s that's and right. you don't have T-back. Like that's, I'm top level care. I am the top of, of where it comes from, from seeing someone like you. And, you know, when it comes to this, it's like, you're the pillar. Like you're the base of what I need. And all my patients, I need someone to see you to make sure they're already training. They're doing some exercise. And again, I don't care if you are, are doing strength training or cardio. I honestly try telling patients strength training is the most important, right? We need these muscles as we age. Right. As you get older, muscle is the currency of aging. If you don't have muscle, you will age poorly. So for everyone out there that's like, I don't want to build muscle. I don't want to get too strong, especially the women that we know who say, ah, I don't want to, I'm going to get too big. And you're like, no, you're not. You're really not going to get too big. I promise you. I promise it's not going to happen. No. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we very often hear those stories like, oh, I'm going to get too big. And I'm like, but you need the muscles. So all the people that just do cardio, I'm like, yeah, I, I love the cardio. I think it's great for your heart. You need that. But if you aren't doing both, you're a disservice to yourself. Because again, optimization yes. is heart health and strength training. If you do not do the strength training, you are going to at one point in your life, fall down and not be able to push yourself back off the floor because you have no muscle mass. And that's not the quality of life you want to have. So I always try to remind patients, if you don't do some strength training, you're not doing it right. I mean, these like, you know, Shred shred and Orange Theories and Barry's Bootcamp, they kind of do that mix, right? It's a good thing you can go to, you can get all three in. 
um, which is great. I think the classes, I think classes right. are good for a lot of people. Um, yep. But I do think real strength training in general is probably the best. I, I do Pilates a couple of days a week, and I can tell you there is no upper body in Pilates. They're doing five minutes of like some some curls, maybe some some lats, some shoulders. I'm like that is not enough to build much muscle, if any, in your upper body, and you need that muscle. So you have to find a program that works for you. And again, I get why people go to classes because it's easy. They kind of feel like they hit everything. Uh, most classes are really cardio heavy in general. Like a lot of places you go, they're really focused on cardio. Um, unless you find like something like a like some kind of like CrossFit type gym um, that does like um, function movement training. Um, but I mean, that's where they come see someone like you, right? Like they need to see someone like you. That's like, I'm kind of going to help you with all this stuff. You know, you might not be with them doing the cardio, but you're going to say, here's how much cardio I need you to do on your own when you're not with me. This is what I need, the bare minimum. I need you to spend this many days, this much time doing something. And that's outside of seeing me. Like you're only with them so many days a week. Right. The other time they have to do on their own. That's what the whole reason of writing a program is. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's the sensation of cardio that people believe is the biggest benefit. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of our strength training sessions, we do a quick two to three minute kind of cardio finish. And, and I do not lie to people that it's for you because I know it makes you feel good to leave. Mm-hmm. Th- that was by far the least important thing we did in those 45 <laughs> minutes. Your warm-up and mobility work were way more important yeah. than we did the first five to seven minutes than the two to three minutes yeah. of quick split jumps and and core work that we did at the end. It yeah. was strictly so you leave feeling like, man, you know, and then you want I to got hard on it today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Forget the the two triceps we did for 40 minutes yeah. in between. That wasn't it. It was it was this, you know, it was the heart rate spike at the end. And that's okay. These are little things we do to get people because I do want you to feel good going out the door. Give that dopamine spike and the endorphin rush. And that's great. Yeah. But you know, but I but I but I go back to what you just said. The strength training in between was actually what got you the benefits. Yeah. Um, and that's why everything in our in our facility is based around strength training. People say we have we have complimentary core classes, we have complimentary core uh, uh cardio classes. They're they're free for a reason because the value isn't in those. Yeah. I actually, if you whether yeah. you use them or not. Kind of doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I want you to use them. I hope you utilize everything yeah, we yeah, offer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But your one to three strength training sessions a week, that's why the membership is revolved around those because that is your ticket to entry. You cannot go to the rest of the stuff we offer yeah. if you don't, if you do not enter through a strength training program. And if people don't like that, that's fine. We're not the, we're not the place for you. I also yeah. argue it's what you needed, but it's yeah. okay if 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 that's not if that's not what you think you need coming in the door and you want to try some of the other right. places first. And that's what everyone, right. Everyone, every, you look at bodies and we look at the runner's body versus the, the, the sprint body, you know, the long distance athletes or the sprinters. I think in America, at least we've, we understand that we like seeing the sprinter bodies better. They look better. They're, they're, they're more muscle mass. Not that I'm saying these guys are, these people are jacked, right. But that, that little bit more muscle tone. Mm-hmm. We look at the long distance runners looking at the very thin, very thin, very low muscle mass, very low tone because those muscles are meant to do long distance running. Right. And we all like to see that little more tone than we do know. So that people come to you and say, why do they need cardio? No, what you actually need is muscle. If you build, I think this is the bottom thing people forget. If you build more muscle, yeah, you might have more weight in the scale, right? Body composition changes, but you burn more. More muscle means more, more, more burning of calories, which means more food. You want to be able to eat more food? You want to get that diet? You want to eat that extra piece of cake? You better go to the gym and see you and start exercise training. You don't have strength train. That cardio is not going to burn off. That two or three minutes you do at the end, Maybe you get another, you know, 20, 30, 40 calories burned off. Right. That strength training is where that money is at. That's where it, that's where I build your muscle. And now the now for the rest of the day, you're burning more calories throughout the day. And I think people forget that. They do so many patients I know that they, they love running. They wanna 
They want to do just, you know, cardio. They want to, they want to bike. They want to cycle. They want to do this long distance stuff. It's great. I have nothing against it. I think it's, it, your heart's probably amazing, but you aren't burning calories when you aren't riding at that point, because your body's trying to conserve all it can. And you're only burning those extra calories and you have more muscle tone. Muscle mass burns more calories. So if 100%. you want to eat more, if you want to feel better, you will have muscle. Again, I'm not, well, none of us are sitting here saying we need to be bodybuilders. You need to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. You need to be uh, on the stage. I think people get confused where um, this ends, right? Where's my, you know, I don't want to be a, a jacked, you know, woman and have this, this big, you know, like very few women get to that point. And if they do, they are trying to get there. They are working very, very, very hard to get there. Yes. I can't tell how many times people come in. I have so many women. If you get testosterone, am I going to be like this really jacked? I'm like, no. If you won't work it out, for sure. You won't get anything. You'll just be who <laughs> no. you are. Right. Just feel better. And I, right. I think people get very confused. We get very, um, we, we consider like what we see, right? And what we see in media is these people work out, they get bigger, they get stronger. But these people are putting in lots and lots of work. Muscle growth and, and toning, this is all slow. I think, I think everyone knows this, right? You don't show up to the gym day one, uh, you know, come, come see you for a month and say, hey, you know, Mike, I, it's been a month. I have my six pack isn't there yet. What did you, I thought you, I thought you said six pack was part of the training thing. I get it by doing strength training. Yeah. Not in six months. Like, you know, not a month. Like it's, it's very much like it's time commitment. I think people get confused with how much movement happens on the needle over time. And it's just that, again, it's that repetition day in, day out, come to see you. And again, like we said, not that cardio is bad, not that we're against cardio. I think cardio is very important. Yep. And I think it's useful, but I don't think, I think your main thing is still strength. You have to have the muscle balance. If you don't have muscles, like again, that is what's going to happen as you age. You will lose more muscles. Sarcopenia is the, is the loss of muscle mass. And we actually, it's a medical condition. You know, there, there's no, there's no medical condition for lack of cardio. That doesn't exist. There's a, there's a condition for lack of training of muscle strength, but there's no like, oh, they haven't done enough cardio. We don't have a name for that because it doesn't matter as much. Again, for heart health, I am all for it. Um, yeah. but in general, when it comes to strength training, like if you use strength training, you're going to strengthen your heart too. So there's still benefits going on yes. doing those lifts and people don't understand when my, your heart does go up when you do exercise, when you do movements, you're still going up. So yeah, I, I get, it gets really hard sometimes to talk to patients because they get so upset about getting too big and too muscular. I'm like, there are very few people that put on muscle really easily. You are probably not one of them. Um, and if you are, then I guess, yeah, maybe strength train a little bit less, maybe go on lighter weights, do more toning. Like we. Whoever's a good trainer, if they know what your body type is, they will know how to work with you. You know, that's yes. why they're the professional and you are not the professional. They work with this every single day. You know, I'm not going to sit and give exercise to my patients because I don't do that every day. Like, it's what I do for myself. I love exercise and I have recommendations. Like, yeah, go exercise. But I'm not going to give you a training routine. That's not my, that's my place. I don't know what's best for your body. You do this every single day. And, with, and it's like, it's hard. It's, it's not my lane. I'm going to stay at the lane that I, that I don't know enough about. If I knew enough about it, I would give advice on it. And this is why, you know, people come, come to me and ask me the questions about peptides, hormones, IVs and stuff. That's where my space is. I'm not going to then say, you know what? Oh, Mike, Mike gave you that. You gave it exercise? What was he thinking? My God, you shouldn't <laughs> be doing deadlifts. What are you doing? No, I'm like, Mike, you deadlifts. That's great. You think you need deadlifts? Go do more. I mean, like that's, you have to trust the people you work with in your circle because if you don't trust the trainers that you're that people are going to see or recommending, well, then you have some major issues beyond that. And and again, you have to again, as a, as a as a person coming to see you, we have to trust you as well. And I think that's that's the thing, right? They have to trust that Mike knows he knows his stuff. He knows really how to get me in the best shape. How to I mean, like we both have to live what we preach. If if 
I'm looking at you right now and you are 60 pounds overweight, I would say, so I'm like, what kind of gym do you own? Uh, what are you doing for yourself? And if, if you could sit there and live up to what, you know, if we can't look what we talk about, as we all know, it's like going to you go see a trainer or you go see a doctor that's out of shape, doesn't look good. You're like, why am I going to listen to a word you say? Like right. you clearly have no clue what's going on. Why would I not go see someone else that, that looks, that looks good? And again, you know, for, for whatever factors, you know, genetics, we play a role in it too, but I, it would be very hard pressed for any of us to go somewhere and see someone and work with someone that wasn't, if we're looking for this, we're looking for whatever, uh, you know, muscle toning or any program and they came to see you and you were, had no muscle on you and you were a sprinter or sorry, a runner long distance. And you, you know, you look like this, you know, 150 pounds They look at you and say, this isn't the guy for me. Like he's not in the right, right area. So I think it's, it's also a kind of for clients evaluating the, the people they're seeing, right. Evaluating, um, uh, what, what is going on and who to look at it. Again, coming back to performance longevity, they want to see, uh, the people they're working with being in good shape, keeping, keeping, taking, you know, taking care of themselves. And if we stop doing that, which we do from time to time, we have cycles we go through when things change, muscle changes, yep. you know, um, and we get back on the wagon and keep going again, because it's part of it again, as we talked about is you have to keep training. You have to keep the nutrition. These things will never stop from now until the day you die. You don't get to stop <clears> doing <throat> these things. If you do, so, you will quicken your death and, 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 and lower your longevity. Yeah. So. And you and I, and I'll admit, I I'm taking this from Andrew Huberman, but he said, there are certain things you have to reset every 24 hours non-negotiable yeah. you have to reset movement you have to reset sleep you have to reset nutrient intake you have to reset water every 24 mm-hmm. hours for the rest of your life every single day it's just yeah. we are biological beings and that's what we need and i think we keep going back to what's quickly becoming the theme of this episode there are baseline things we have to create as if we're mm-hmm. going to tier the importance of things there's a hundred things that are important and great yeah but we're if we're going to really simplify this for people we've come down to our our really are really basic baseline yeah. things of where we have to start strength training sleep water intake protein intake right we, yeah. we've got to start with those things and then from there optimize right now yeah. we talk about optimizing so let's let's go up the tiers a little bit here yeah i i want i want to get into you know where I, i'm i'm looking forward to coming to see you you yeah. know there there's 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 a million things we could talk about the value that you bring to people but if we can get into a few of the probably maybe the more common ones. Um, yeah. I'd like to talk about peptides and maybe get into testosterone again, but if we could talk yeah, yeah. about pep- peptides first. So yeah. you you speak about peptides a ton on your social media. One, can yeah. you de- define it for us, um, both just physiologically and then yeah. the importance of of this and why you talk about it so often? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, sure right. Pep- what are peptides? So peptides, we all understand what a protein is. We are, we've been talking about protein here, meat, fish, chicken, whatever is protein. Um, the building block of a protein is called an amino acid. It's the smallest building block. And you put so many building blocks, amino acids together, you make a protein. We're just talking about naming difference. It's a size difference. There's a, a number at some point, 140, 160, I don't remember how many amino acids together. Once you hit that level, you are now a protein. Everything below that up until you hit one amino acid is peptide. So you could have two amino acids put together. That becomes a peptide. I think uh, glutathione is a very, very common antioxidant people talk about a lot. It's three amino acids. Very small, very small molecule does a lot of things. What are peptides? Peptides are signaling molecules. They go in and go out really fast. They're in and out of the body really quickly unless we add on. There's things we can add on to these things, other amino acids, to make them last longer in the body. But very often, they're meant to be in and out. 
They are meant to be like quickly in, quickly out. Um, Insulin-like growth factor is one we talk about a lot when it comes to um, building muscle mass and burning fat. IGF-1 is um, a very small, uh, it's a short, short, sorry, not a very short acting uh, peptide. It doesn't last very long. It's in the system super, super, super quick. IGF level one levels change very quickly. I don't measure them. Well, I measure them so patients have an idea of like it's there, but I don't track them. They're tracking them because they change so quickly and so frequently because they can go up and down so quick, uh, so quickly. It's just not something useful for me. But patients know one another IGF one. We want to know how's their growth one working. These are factors that play an important role in sleep and fat loss and muscle gain and cognitive function and repair and sex drive. And there's so many things that we're looking at that IGF-1 covers that are really important that everyone says, I want every one of those factors better in my life. Great. This is the molecule. This is what we really are targeting for a lot of therapies. We talk about IGF-1 a lot in growth hormone. These are the big things um, that we talk about when it comes to hormones. So peptides, um, there's a whole swath worth of them. There's a, there's a lot of things that we can use. I mean, I've got a nice bronze right now. I have a peptide to make me tan. So I take tan year round. Um, it works on libido, a little weight loss and tanning. And my melanin looks better. So when I go in the sun, um, I'll be in Miami next week. And when I'm there, I'll get even darker than I am now. So you, the joke has always been in my practice is a peptide for everything. If you come to my office and say, I have this, I say, I got peptide for that. Don't you worry. Um, most of the peptides we use, unfortunately, are injectable. When you actually take them orally, uh, you can't digest them through the mucosal line in the stomach. So you can't get them in. So most of them are injectable. There are some nasal. Um, there are some trochees you can put under your tongue and swallow. And there are some handful that do uh, oral that's just fine. But I'd say probably 85% of the things I do are, are subcutaneous injectables for patients. Um, these are like insulin-like needles or Botox-like needles. They're doing uh, shocking to their stomach. Um, it, it really depends on what we're doing and what people are, again, optimizing for. And that's the big thing. When it comes to peptides, there's a few things I run year-round. And most of the things I do, I'm cycling, right? It's optimizi- optimizing for what current state I'm in. If I'm optimizing for this, I'm using this. And I, there's a lot of reasons not to run them all year round. So there's there's plenty of peptides out there that exist. A lot of these things we use are naturally occurring. Um, one, I use thymus alpha one. It's an immune modulated peptide. It helps your immune system. We naturally make this in our thymus gland um, in our immune uh, part of the body. And we can use this. It helps with autoimmune disease. It helps with cold and it helps with the flu. Um, there is some research uh, on, on COVID, whether or not you know it's useful or not. Um, is still debatable, but there, there are a lot of information out there on anything immune-related thymus alpha-1. It's an automatic. You come to my office and you have some immune condition, I'm immediately thinking thymus alpha-1. Um, cancer patients, they've shown thymus alpha-1 can be helpful in cancer. So anything that might involve immune system, this is what I'm using. So that that's, again, something we naturally make. We just don't make as much as we age. Um, it recently got banned by the FDA because too many doctors were saying, hey, this treats COVID. And for a while there, if you said that treats COVID, in the research, it was getting dropped. So they sure. took it away. Right. I mean, it's in Germany being, it's a, it's a full-fledged drug in Germany. You can go get Zdax and it's like, it's the, it's the, the very commonly used over there. But here it doesn't exist. Um, there are some places you can still get it, but this is like one, I'm like, any immune patient I have, I was just sick last week. I took it for three days. I'm like, oh, great. I feel much better now. You always question how much placebo goes into it, but the research behind data behind it shows that these things work. So again, it, it it really depends on what we're optimizing for. So, you know, I have enough ones in my fridge um, for just in case I get sick, I'm going to take some of it, right? There's things I have that I, I had, um, I recently just hurt my, uh, I was doing a muscle up in the gym. And for some reason, I don't know what I did, but I, I strained my entire lat. So from, you know, down from my rib cage over to my tricep, it has been 
not feeling good until last week. And I haven't been able to do almost any pulling movements. In fact, I missed uh, my training session this week because I was like, I don't want to push it. The last thing I want to do is be worse. Right. So I added thymus and beta four, which is a natural peptide uh, that we make. And I added that to my regime of things of like, hey, how do I help heal? This helps improve the healing process. Now I'm still resting and recovering. I'm still doing the things I would recommend to patients. Hey, maybe take right. some time off. Don't push it. But on top of it, I'm adding layers to help me improve faster. Like how do I get back to the gym faster and the things I want? I take these things that are peptides. They do improve recovery time. They do improve performance. So it all depends what you want. Um, my peptide regime basically includes some kind of growth hormone peptide at all times throughout the year. Um, so I'm raising my growth hormone all the time. Um, and then I have them for recovery all the time, which is a uh, body protective compound of BPC-157. Um, this is one I love for recovery, for repair. Use and repair for my patients. If I have an injury, this is where we're going to. Uh, so for me, you know, for example, I hurt my lat. I'm always running this peptide. If it's not enough, I have to layer something else on top of myself for myself. Most of my people, patients aren't doing anything. So if they just take this, they're going to get improvements in their, in their recovery and they're going to uh, be in pain less, uh, less frequent, less, less, and also uh, it won't be as, as long uh, duration. So there are peptides for literally everything out there. If you name a condition, I'm like, yeah, there's probably a peptide out there. I probably have 50 to 60 different peptides I work with. Um, I have some common ones. Um, the big ones in the news lately have been uh, semaglutide, semaglutide, Wegovy, Ozempic. It's the weight loss drug that everyone's like, I yeah. want this. I want to lose weight. Yeah. You know, 18% weight loss. I mean, it's I'm on it myself. I take it. I've been using it for the longevity side. So there's a longevity aspect where it can reduce the risk of heart disease. It can reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes. It can reduce the risk of Alzheimer's. It can reduce the risk of, um, uh, of plaquing the arteries. It can stop plaquing the arteries. It helps with liver function. And the big thing for me is it actually uh, helps the inflammation, so reduces inflammation. So I have lots of patients who get on this, and they're like, "Wow, oh, my inflammation's better. I had I had a neck, you know, it's been that's had like some swelling for years gone." Um, I just put my girlfriend on it. She's small, tiny, doesn't need it for weight loss, but she has like some swelling in her belly and she has food insensitivities. And she eats like cheese and though dairy's terrible for it, she still eats it because we're all human and we like things, <laughs> yeah, even though it's right. not good for us, we still do it. <laughs> Right. Um, and yeah, so she, she's been on it for a couple of weeks now and she's like, I had dairy this week and I had no issues. I had no stomach pain while her stomach's also flatter. So her inflammation, her belly has gone down. So again, the low dose of this stuff has been found to be super useful there. I mean, there's some research on long-term, you know, we don't know what it might do, but when I look at what it can do long-term for patients, I'm like, the data isn't out there for that yet, but there's enough data showing that it can be really useful with all these things. So I'm going to go ahead and use it. So I run semaglutide uh, year round as well. Now I started about five or six months ago. Um, so it, again, it depends what you're optimizing for. So for my routine, I'm optimizing, I have, you know, two things in there for, for performance and I have one thing in there for longevity. And then outside of that, I also run other things for longevity or performance, depending on where I want to go. Like, you know, it's coming to summertime. So I want to be a little more muscular, a little more cut. I want to have my shirt off. I want to look good when I, you know, I'm naked basically. So what am I optimizing for? I'm optimizing for that, that, that body right now. If I lived in Miami, I'd optimize for that year round because I'd always be, you know, shirtless and walking around. So it really depends on where you live and, and what you look for at all times. And even if I was in Miami, I still would cycle things through through normal cycles. There is not, there is no time that I'm on something typically year round other than things that the few things that I do. Um, there are, and it depends, right? I have patients with autoimmune disease, so they're always running times enough one for them. That's an that's an always needed thing because as we when we get sick. Um, thymus and alpha one goes down levels in our body and uh when you have autoimmune disease you're losing that so we're trying to re re replenish it so we're giving you back what your body's missing so i can't get rid of your autoimmune disease but i can give you something to help treat it that's not a 
typical uh, Western medicine drug like a steroid um, or the biologic that are out there that aren't really great, not so good on, and it can help control your autoimmune disease. So again, peptides are a lot of things. There's a lot of peptides out there that can do a lot of things for uh, pretty much anyone out there. So when people come to my door, the first thing I'm thinking is what peptide can put you on. That's automatic. Now, you know, peptides are so great, but my base for my patients always is I want to run hormones in my labs. So coming back to the testosterone thing, I need to know what your base hormones are because when I look at a patient um, with any condition, it doesn't matter even what it is at all. If you come to my door, it's really useful information for me to find hormones. So for sure with my weight loss patients that are coming in, I'm like, we've got to check your hormones because one of the reasons why you've been gaining weight, because what ends up happening, I mean, clients you've seen, they come in your door and they say, Mike, 10 years ago, man, I didn't have to work out at all. And I, I had no fat on me. And I just think, you know, like, well, it's part of aging, right? This is what happens. We know as we age, hormone levels go down or hormone levels go down, metabolism slows down. And I always tell patients, the simple thing is calories in, calories out. We all know that if we all did it right, we know how many calories are burning. We know how many calories are taken in. It's a simple math equation, the end, right? The simple equation is not simple because we don't know metabolism, how we, how much we burn, right? You might take some, someone through a class and they end up burning, you know, 200 calories, 300 calories in a class, but you have no idea what they're burning outside of that, right? right? Outside of that strict environment, their metabolism might shut completely off. And as we know, when patients try to lose weight, as they go down from that set point, they stop losing weight because the metabolism slows down to a, just a trickle because it's like, we're starving. We need to stop everything. We're not doing anything outside of this. So I have a lot of patients come in. I'm like, if you just check your hormones, let me look at thyroid. Let me look at your hormones. Just those two things alone are going to change metabolism, which is going to let you eat more when you come off of whatever weight loss we're doing, which of course is going to help right now with the weight loss. But after you come off, the biggest thing is people gain the weight back. They're always worried. What do I do for when I come off X, Y, and Z or when I stop? And again, I don't expect people to be on this stuff forever. I expect you to train forever. I expect you to eat right forever. I don't expect you to stay on a lot of these things I'm doing forever. Now, there are some things that are forever things, but there's a lot of things like my weight loss drugs. I don't expect you to be on forever. You know, we've lost that weight. You shouldn't have to keep staying on something. You right. should be able to manage that. But that means fixing hormones. Well, then now we talk about the forever thing. Because now yep. you're on this forever because guess what? These hormones aren't working. They're not going to come back. It's not like I can magically give you a pill or give you a shot and your testosterone's back and your thyroid's working again. No, no, no. It's, it's now shot. And all we can do is manage where we're at. So a big part of longevity medicine, and I hate what they call it anti-aging because we're not anti-aging. We're not taking you backwards. For the most part, what we're doing is bringing you back to where you should be. And then we're holding you at that level, right? Because 25 hits and everything is just downhill. The second you hit 25, everything is done growing. Now you're gonna get more muscular. You can get you can get in better shape. Those things don't matter. But like the the core things, like your brain, your eyes, you know, your cells, they're not they're not going to keep growing. There's the the growth is done in your body. Bones are done growing, and all these major organs are done growing. Now, what you do is hold that body where it's at for as long as you possibly can. So now all the organs are just like we're just holding you. We just want to keep you where you're at until you know I have a really good life. So we have health span and we have lifespan. Lifespan is how long we live, and health span is how long do we feel good in this body that we're in. Right. And I want those two to match as much as possible. If I can get you, Mike, to live to 99 years old, and you're out there mowing the grass, and you know, with your grandkids, your great grandkids, and, and be able to play baseball with them, and hit a ball, and you know, pick up and throw things, great. And then you one day have a heart attack in the baseball game and die. That's the ideal, right? None of us want to get to the point that, like, you know, now. Mike's the game, but he's on a, he's got breathing there. He's got an oxygen tank next to him. He's walking. He can't even walk. He's in a wheelchair. He's just sitting there. You're just taking up space. No one wants to be in that space. We all want to live in that scenario where we're 
playing game with the grandkids and we're like, you know, still out there at least going to like at least going to hold the bat and kind of like take a swing at like the, the T-ball. Like I'm not expecting you to go and play full baseball, but I want you to have that muscle and that ability to do these things. So again, if you want to support. Exactly. If you want to. Exactly. If you want to. And this is it's all health. I want you to have the ability to do the things you yes. want to do up until the day you die. And this is why, you know, I see the clients that I do. Right. So, so hormones are my base for my patients. Like I want to look at your hormones. I want to see where you're at. They are so important. And I have so many patients that are scared of hormones. They're very nervous. Um, though my, my doctor said my hormones are fine. Again, this comes back to optimization. Yeah, your doctor said your labs are fine. But 90% of the people around you are fine as far as they're concerned. What do you think that means? We're not optimizing for fine. We're optimizing. We're, we're looking for ideal, right? Like yep. optimizing for fine means you're going to live to 72 and, and that's your 72 to 75. That's your lifespan. You know, ideally, most of us would like to live a little bit longer. Ideally, you know, at 75, you have so many major um, medical conditions already and you take on so many prescription meds. Is that what we all want? Like, are we all looking to be the, again, when it comes back to normal, I want to remind people what the normal in America is. You're on multiple prescription drugs by seven, in your mid seventies, yep. you live to that age and then you die. Is that what people want? And I think, I think there's no out there that would say, I don't want to be on any prescription drugs. Okay. I got it. So you don't want to be normal. You don't, you want, don't to normal. want to be normal. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Well, normal's fine. Right. And I'm like, but you don't want to be normal. The whole normal that you're hearing about is not healthy. Right. It's not a healthy space. And I think that's where confusion comes down to, like you said before, is normal is not healthy. Normal is not the, I feel good at 75. Normal is 75, feel sick. You know, you're not doing, I was in the pharmacy today getting um, a continuous glucose monitor for myself to put on. The woman in front of me is there. She's probably looked like she was in her, in her mid-50s, mid-60s, maybe early 60s. She's picking up seven different prescription meds. I'm thinking, what happened to this woman in her life somehow that she's down for seven different prescription meds and they're all for different conditions. I'm thinking, <clears throat> that doesn't sound fun to me, that, that life, and she, on top of that, she's overweight. So like there's, again, which is probably leading to a lot of these problems, right? That starts with the core pillars, like we said. You fix these core pillars and things get better, right? We can take patients off medications by fixing them, fixing their sleep, their, their nutrition, and then their, their exercise. You start there. And again, I'm not saying those are easy. You and I both know it's so hard to commit to that. I would, if there was a pill to make me exercise not to work out, I think not, lots of Americans would do it. I mean, I love exercise personally. I would I'll probably take a topic. I'd still exercise. But hey, if, right, I didn't, yes. if I didn't have to, let me go right ahead. We all want that. And I think that's my thing. It, there is a magic. There is something magic about hormones. If you look at hormones, that's your magic bullet right there. That's, that's it. going to help yep. you feel better. And I keep telling patients, like, if I give you hormones back, you'll have the energy. You know, as we age, one of the things we lose as, as men and women is testosterone. From women, it's between 18 to 30 is the biggest drop in testosterone. If you've had a couple of kids, your testosterone level is very typically low. And so many women are saying, do I need testosterone? I said, yes, absolutely. Do you have low libido? Are you fatigued and tired? You know, have you have problems losing weight? How is your sleep? How is your cognitive function? How is your mood? These are all things testosterone takes control of. Well, if those are not good, if there's anywhere that's not, that's not there, you need testosterone. And again, also part of it is how do you feel, right? The, 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 it's a slow roll down. So when you, when you get to this point, you know, you don't realize how you felt. And I think a lot of people, you know, our age above will say, look, I still mentally feel like I'm 20 years old. I can, I can go bench press that 300 pounds. I could do that when I was 20. And I know in my mind, I got that mentality. I can't. And you're in the gym, you're like, get 135. That's really good. We're really proud of you for getting 135. We're so proud of you. you hit 315 today, but you did a good job. But mentally we have that mindset. We can do all these things. And unfortunately these bodies break down. So my, my entire career, my job is to help get you back to the spot. I have a six, the guy who just turned 60. I actually love him to death. He's on a few peptides. He's on some testosterone. Like just again, 
when I talk about testosterone, it's always replacement. It's not like crazy amounts, but replacing his testosterone so he's back to where he would be if he was younger. And then we're doing some peptides, a few of them with him, I think like three things. The guy's bench pressing, uh, I think his goal was 300 pounds at 60, and he weighs 173 pounds. 173 pound man bench pressing 300 pounds. He's not a bodybuilder. You don't look at this guy and think he's ripped. But I am like, I, I, he sent me a video. I think he did 295. Was He just hit this. And he's so excited for himself. And again, the peptides and the hormones have gotten there at six years old. So again, we have him on stuff for performance longevity. And I think we mentally feel like we can do these things, but our bodies break down without doing something. And again, not that peptides work for everyone, not that hormones work for everyone. There's obviously select people that do better in it. I won't know till we try it because a lot of people right. know like numbers. I we try it. This is that. This is how it works. And this is how the process goes. But there's maybe something else going on that's blocking this from from not working well. I've had plenty of patients with low testosterone give them testosterone. I don't feel a difference. So it's like, okay, well, what's going on here? Maybe something else <clears> is going on in your life potentially that might be helping. That maybe why you don't feel this. I don't know. Um, but again, when I optimize for hormones, I'm looking at your thyroid and your your testosterone, and for women, progesterone and, and estrogen are also an important part of that. So. I look at all that for my patients and say, hey, here's what my recommendations are, and you can take them or you cannot take them. Um, I do think hormones are your base. It is the one of the least expensive things to fix and one of the easiest things to fix with the most bang for your buck. And I cannot tell you how many men I see in the gym that I go to, uh, go to export in Chicago, and I can't tell you how many men I see that are taking testosterone. And they're like, oh, I'm, hey, I'm taking testosterone. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, no, no one's going to get taking testosterone. Like, it's right. super common, and you're you're you don't have it. I I worked with uh, I can't remember if it was, it was someone who played professional football, and the entire time we played professional football, his testosterone was right above where they'd let you actually give him uh, testosterone, and he still played at the advanced levels, even though he was so low compared to other men in the league. Yeah. And when I finally saw him got testosterone, he like he was like, I feel so much better. I couldn't believe it. You know, it's like. It's so sad they wouldn't let him get this because, again, it would just made him his life better. But, again, because the the rules, the regulations there, he couldn't get it. And I remember thinking, like, how much better if you just optimized to what most of the league was, you know, and maybe it was because he was in the 300s, like three, it was like, like 300, actually 301. And below 300s, they let optimi- they let you give some. Um, if you just got into the 600s or 650, like where the average is these guys, you'd have performed so much better. Yep. And it was a disservice that this guy didn't didn't get to do it. And again, it's he's putting the tech reference and time and the training in to get to, to beat these guys, but he couldn't keep up because his hormones. Again, that's that's where the that's where they come to see you and they say, Hey Mike, I'm just not getting the results. Like, what what do you think? And you're like, maybe you should go see someone that gave me help with that hormone optimization. Let me help you with that. Because if you're not getting the results you want, very commonly it's it's the hormones. And again, I have other I have other clients that know that um their trainers that come see me and they send their they send their, their clients to me. And it makes them look better, right? It makes you look better to recommend a train regime or someone that's going to help them get there. Because guess what? I'm not in the gym helping them do that. I'm giving them the thing to help them get there. I always tell patients, look, I am not doing the work. You are doing all the hard work. My only job is to give you the the right the tools. tool. Right? I'm, I'm the caddy. I walk out with you. I'm Tiger Woods caddy. And, you know, I'm like, Tiger, I think you need the nine iron right now. And he's like, no, I'm like, no, no. I think you need this right now. And you can make this choice and not make the choice. It's up to you. But I'm the one who's like schooled on how what what I think you need the best, right. and you're the one playing the game. You're the one practicing. You're the one doing it every day. I'm only the one saying, "Here's the recommendations. Here's what I can do to help." You are the one doing all the work. I have little to do in that work process. All I can do is help that performance you have by giving something to aid that performance. So I keep coming back to optimization is so important. But you know, we all have the buckets. I'm putting the bucket of what tool can I give you to get there? Right? You're coming in there and saying. Here's how I'm showing you to get from point A to point B by doing these things. Now, again, 
what what you're you're up against is again hormones, age and hormones. Like I can't yeah. you can't fix that. So you send it with someone else to fix that. Now I fix that. Now guess what? I can get to these goals and you can get these goals easier and they're gonna feel much better. And yeah. who are they thanking? They're thanking you. They're thanking you for saying, wow, thanks for getting me in there. Like it was great. I saw him, but like you got me to go there. I wouldn't have gone had you not said something. Because people don't know that this is going on. Your regular medical doctor is saying your thyroid looks good, your hormones look fine. You know, I have women with zero testosterone. It's never run in women, ever. Um, if it's run, it's run by someone like me. And so these doctors, if I if I had run a testosterone, for example, a woman and the doctor looked at it, they'd say, you're fine. It could say zero. It could say below zero on there. And they would say, nothing's abnormal. They wouldn't give any testosterone supplementation to women. And I get so frustrated because they need it as much as men do. And no one looks at this. And it makes a massive difference in women as much as men. There's are there sure. testosterone that women need as well. And I get so frustrated because it makes all the differences for women as it does for men. It just, they need a tiny tiny amount compared to what, what, what I need, what you need. Right. So I, I look at these things and even your thyroid is optimized, right? We look at these levels and the levels, it's very wide range and you can be at the bottom of this level and still be fine. Even testosterone men, you can be at the bottom. I have men that have, I think, 250 is the cutoff for insurance to cover, to cover testosterone. And even the patients that qualify for testosterone placement, doctors don't know what they're doing. I've had patients say, oh, I get my shot once a month from my doctor. Oh, what are they giving you? Testosterone, siphonate. I'm like, that half-life is 14 days. So, um, you know, at the end of the month, you have zero in you again. You only have it for a couple of days in the beginning. So it's totally useless. I'm like, well, my doctor only gives it once a month. I'm like, that's a problem. I have other clinics that have said every two weeks, get my shot from my doctor. I'm like, okay, again, it's a 14 day half-life, uh, seven days, sorry, seven to 10 day half-life. So you're looking at, you're looking at seven days, half of that being gone. So at two weeks now you have two, two half-lives gone. Like, what are they doing? And then the dose they're using is very considerable. So I, I look at these people, I'm like, you're literally getting nothing out of this unless you see someone out there who does do some kind of hormone replacement therapy. And so finding people that does that do these things are super important for the clients that are out there just focusing on hormones. I mean, forget peptides for a second, just doing hormones would make a massive difference to most people. Again, I optimize for that to start, then all the rest of stuff. Like that's, you know, we come to my clinic, we make nothing hormones. Hormones is a very low barrier entry. It's not much money in that. There's not much we're seeing in that. I'm doing it because I need patients to feel better. Like yeah. I, 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 how it is like, you look like the cardio and abs. It's not, that it's not useful. It's you, you got to add it because it's, it's, it's there. Like you need people to have this. It's, it's something to have, but it's not, you, you don't get out of, much out of it. I don't get much out of hormones. Now patients get a lot out of it, but without doing hormones, the rest of the stuff just doesn't work as well. So that's so, where I come down to. I'm like, I need to optimize for every level. And for every level the optimization for me is I want to start with hormones and then I can add them the peptides. The peptides, like I said, you could do anything and everything I have. Um, things from muscle growth. I use PEG, uh, MGF, which is pegylated kind of growth factor. It helps with muscle, burns fat. It's a split variant of IGF-1. It works really well for building muscle, burning fat. But if I don't put you on hormones and testosterone and your testosterone's low, it doesn't matter how much of stuff I give you because you're not going to grow. Right. And I don't have to use testosterone. We have five options outside of that. I have, I have five way, other ways to raise testosterone um, you know, that I can do that, that don't lose sperm count, um, to keep fertility, because I have men that are scared in their 20s. I don't, I don't want to screw up my testosterone. And again, commonly asked question is, how long am I on this for? My honest, what's my life? I'm only 25 years old. I'm like, well, dude, your testosterone is 300. Like, I, I don't think it's going to come back. I don't, I don't know. We can try this for, for a couple months, then take you off, and then see if it comes back, and then go. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That very likely, yeah, it's not going to come back. So are you on this for the rest of your life? You don't have to be. Maybe. You can stop exercise. You can stop nutrition. You can stop any of these things whenever. No one's on it forever. But right. if you stop it, you just won't feel as good. And right. I think that's where it comes down to. It's not like you're on a heart block, heart medication, where if you stop, you're going to die, right? We're not talking about, you know, stuff I do is like that. 
is if you stop doing it, you won't feel as good. Right. So you come to see me to feel better, to perform better. And I'm going to help you do that. But some of the stuff might be having to take long-term because that's how you're going to feel better. This right. isn't a short-term fix. And right. just like, again, exercise, nutrition, and sleep on short-term, you have to do these things to, to keep going. And so again, I keep coming back to this is always, some of these things are lifelong. When it comes to hormones, I'm telling patients, you're probably on the rest of your life. You can come off and see how you feel at any time. Don't feel like you can't. But know that if you come off them, you'll go back to feeling how you felt after after some given time. So again, I have some ways to raise testosterone in men that are that are feedback loops that you don't lose uh, fertility. You could hold that, and uh, you will keep your natural levels of testosterone. You come off, they just go back to where they are. You know, when you take testosterone, you come off testosterone. You will have a dip in testosterone below your normal levels till it comes back. It takes a few months to come back, but it's not like it's gone forever. Even even when it comes to fertility, between six to nine months, you get your all of your sperm count comes back. So there's none of the stuff you're on. You, can come off is like a forever i have to be on it's just a if you want to continue feeling good and get the benefits you do have to do for a while yes. um so yeah that's it's the thing is there there are things to do forever and there's things to do short term and you know no one's doing deadlifts every single day in the gym and expecting right. great results because there are other exercises you have to do like there's other things you don't just do the same routine you switch routines you're in, you have clients you don't have the same the same routine every day you know like guys we're in the same routine we did get monday Oh, same thing Friday. Oh, next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, same thing. Everything stays the same. You are changing things because you have to change things in the body. To ha- there's times and places to, to grow and, and, and to not grow and to, to do yeah. these things. And you are well-versed as I am. Is like there are times with things to work and things not to do it. So, I mean, it comes right. with peptides, hormones, all these things. You know, I, I love IV therapy. And to be honest, I rarely do IVs in myself. I'm sick and not doing what I do. But in general, I don't think IVs are a super necessary thing. I think they're very, I think they're great. I think they're really good out there for patients that have terrible nutrition once a month do an IV. Awesome. If you're not fixing your nutrition, come see me then. But if you're doing a good amount of nutrition, yeah, right. you're doing a good amount of nutrition, doing things like it's not that I'm against this. Over 40, our stomachs don't work as well. We don't absorb as much. So it's probably beneficial to you, but I don't do that. I use my, my peptides and my hormones, and that's what I need. And again, if I'm sick, IV, I had an IV last week. I was feeling sick. My nurse gave me an IV. Great. But I don't particularly use them on a regular basis unless someone's actually sick and we're treating something like I don't right. often you're hungover come on over you're, you're treating some kind of disease process you have some kind of infection come on in but my my core pillar for my patients I keep trying to come back to is the things you could do at home I find in practice my telehealth practice is mostly men my in-person's mostly women and that's because women want to be in person they want to talk to you in person they want to see you they want to get a face they want they want to have a conversation my men are like I don't have time for this. I don't have time to drive your office. I don't have time to talk to you. Give me, give me, a, give, give me a protocol. Give me a thing and I'm out of here. I don't need to talk to you for six months again. If I have a question <laughs> about something. And I, and I love it. Like my women, I love my women too. Like they're great because I love asking, being asked questions. My men are more like, it's either it works or doesn't work. For my men, it's, it worked or didn't work. The end. There's no questions. My women, it's like, like 10% change. It's like a small, and I, I like both sides. Like I really do like yep. my women giving me, reminding me back. But my men, my, my men come into me like, you haven't done what I wanted to do yet. I'm like, are you in the path? Well, yeah, this has gotten better. Okay, well, we're on the right track. Yeah, but I'm not there yet. I get it. We're, we're not there yet. But you are moving in the right direction. Like, it's just, right. for men, it feels like we're very much like, give me, you know, give me an answer. I want this. You know, again, that's, that's, I mean, again, how we talk to each other, right? We want, give me an answer. Tell me what to do and be done with it. And I feel like a lot of the times my women are like, well, give me the, give me, tell me what to do. I'll do some research. I'll look into it. I'll figure out if I want to do it. And they'll tell you each week how it's going, how the little bit's changing. Whereas the men just like, just give it to me and I'll tell you if it's work, not working. If it's not working, I'll stop doing it. Right. It's simple. Um, and, I, and I very much appreciate, again, both sides. But 
like I said, I mean, the peptides and hormones are a big part of practice. It's what I mostly do. And it's what I really thrive in. The peptides are like, again, number one, I have a lot of peptide medicines I do. And they treat everything. I keep coming back to it. It's, it's, it's so hard because it's a broad term, but they, they have, I have patients of all kinds. You have come with cancer, I have peptides that. You come with weight loss, I have peptides that. You know what? Tanning, peptides that. You perform better, peptides that. Like there's a cognitive function, you name it, there's a peptide for that. There's a few things that I'm like, these are the bases I do. CJCM from Merlin, my growth hormone peptides, I use that all the time. It's my number one most common thing I use. If it's cognitive function, sexual function, immune function, repair, sleep, skin repair, fat loss, muscle gain, it hits the whole broad terms. It is the jack of all trades, master of none. Nothing is amazing. Like nothing's like, wow. But patients definitely feel better. Their sleep improves is number one. The first they know their sleep improves, they feel better. One thing we all care about, again, it's part of the pillars. If I can fix your sleep, I'm fixing one of the pillars. And that's what happens at the age. Our sleep goes down. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of things peptides can do, and there's a lot of things I do when I look at this stuff. So yeah. uh, this yeah. is this well, this is great. And so allow me and please I want you to correct me and yeah. fill the gaps yeah. here. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to simplify and connect some dots yeah. here. Our our hormones, our amino acids, our peptides. These are yeah. these are signal starters, meaning yeah. they elicit the beginning of a process, right? So right. They, they kick in our immune system. So we get a signal from the brain saying we need something. Mm-hmm. And these, these hormones are part of that signal that say, okay, now I'm going to kick in and elicit the start of a process. Correct. I'm going to my immune yeah. system, my, my breakdown of ATP for energy. Yeah. So at the sensation of energy. And then with that, during sleep, we regulate these hormones. During sleep, mm-hmm. we replenish. During from mm-hmm. nutrition, we provide the nutrients or the tools which after the process starts, we now need the workers in the body to do the job. Yeah. So if if I if I again try to over oversimplify, but just in terms of making things tangible for people, without these hormones and amino acids in the body, yeah, yeah. Even though the body knows it needs something, we cannot signal the start of the process that yeah. would get us what whatever it is we are trying to achieve. Because to your point, there are so many different hormones. And amino, acids, and amino acids from a role standpoint for all the many great things that we are probably looking to achieve mm-hmm. in life. So it depends on what you need for which one of those. Yeah. In general, a good diet is necessary to give yourself the tools. Your body provides the hormones we need up until a certain point. And then with aging, mm-hmm. these things start to decrease. So the value that you are bringing to people is you are allowing them to continue to have the access to start in the process to achieve Correct. whatever the goal is. And again, Correct. so now again, we are trying to put things into a bucket because we, again, we, we and, and I think everything we said in the first half of this episode is still true, but now we are, we are, mm-hmm. we are showing the importance of everything. Exercise, sleep, nutrition, absolutely necessary, mm-hmm. but we also have to be in a world of reality here. Mm-hmm. Aging is a thing. Certain mm-hmm. hormones do drop and how you aged is a thing. My mm-hmm. lack of exercise for the first three to four to five decades of my life put my testosterone in a certain place, mm-hmm. put my body's ability, it, it lacked practice. It didn't, yeah. it wasn't good at being good at my immune system function yeah. or my cognitive abilities because I just, I just didn't live in a certain way my entire life. Yeah. So you are providing people the tools necessary to get back to certain things. Yeah. So Again, now we need both. So for our younger listeners who, you know, I, I call it the the metaphorical punch in the face, you know, later on when we start getting symptoms, our energy yeah. starts dropping, we get sick, we see a loved uh-huh. one die. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, I should start focusing on these things. Yeah. 20s, early 30s, it's hard to convince those people why it's important, but that's why we have to have these conversations of the the years you accumulate have to be a certain way to yeah. give yourself the opportunity later to still live a certain way. And you yeah. can't wait for later because you're going to make a choice either way. I talked about people that are, you know, seven, eight, 10, and I have relatives who I've seen do this medications to just mm-hmm. to keep them alive mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. You're going to take things at some point. So you can invest in the lifestyle and the, you know, the, the, the peptides, the hormones, the things that yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah early on, or you cannot do that, which is a choice. Mm -hmm. The choice is you're probably going to have to eventually invest in these medications later that are going to have really adverse side effects to your gut biome, to to everything else, but you're going to have to have them because you have have no other choice at that point in your life to keep you alive because now you've reached disease standpoints. Exactly. Yep. No, you you hit the nail on the mark. That's I'm trying to prevent disease from happening, right? That's my goal to, to prevent. If I get you disease, let me work, help you work through it. But I'm trying to prevent the disease. And that's, that's the goal, right? Like the goal of longevity is to prevent the disease. There are lots of, there are a few things I use out there that help, um, that help prevent the diseases from happening. There's a big thing to talk about. I haven't talked about it yet. There's senescent cells, a whole different topic of conversation, but senescent cells are cells that do not die in our body. They build up and these cells call these, cause these, these signals are supposed to have died. We call them zombie cells. They sit around and just yeah. shoot up these random, random signals. Okay, so zombie cells are something out there, right? We have treatments for it. We have things we can do. They cause all the diseases of aging. They can potentially cause cancer, heart disease, diabetes, uh, metabolic syndrome, um, Alzheimer's. You name a condition of just aging, it's going to cause it. Well, guess what? The more of these you have, and as you age, the worse and more likely you are to get these things. So reducing the load of these is really helpful. And how do we reduce the load? Nutrition, exercise, sleep. We know these things to do, and these are starting points to help reduce that in the future. We just, it's hard, right? We all, health is wealth. It all comes as health is wealth. But as we're aging, as we're getting older, we invest in our wealth. We're trying to get, the, trying to build, trying to build, and not focus in our health. And then we get to a certain point where we're like, oh, crap, I just missed the boat. What am I going to do now? And so then we get back to, then we're in that, now we're in that, that wealth standpoint. Or now how do we get from that wealth standpoint back to health? And now we take all the money we have, and spend it all on how much health can we get? What can we do for our health? Because we've let this slack for so long. Right. I feel like garbage. And you're struggling to get back then. If you had just done, if you would just, it's like, it's like investing, right? If you would just taken that investment, $200 a month, put that in that pot, put that in pot. And you started that when you were 20. By the time you're going to be 60, you're going to have massive amounts of money in there. But if you didn't start that until you hit your 40s now, late 30s, you've missed out on all those decades of putting that, that investment in. So I think it's the problem is patients need to understand that this is an investment you start at an early age. I started working out when I was 18. Now, did I know what I was doing? Absolutely not. I got to 33 and I still didn't know what I was doing until I started using the stuff on myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, these things are so useful. Why didn't I use them on myself? I've been using them in practice. But you, I just didn't know better. And now I talk to my patients like, you have options. You have me as a resource. I don't even care if you work with me, but at least talk to someone out there to get an idea. I was already exercised and I was, and I was already getting to sleep, but my nutrition was awful and right. i had no one to talk to my my nutrition i had no one to talk to but if you have someone out there a resource someone like you who's like hey by the way brian steven whatever you need to kind of stop cutting these, these burgers are going to catch up to you man like your metabolism is not going to handle this forever i see i had a woman in the 20s i was dating a girl a couple of years ago and she was you know in her mid-20s and she sits there and tells me you know like oh i'm, I'm still in great shape i'm like what do you work out like, occasionally what do you eat and her diet's like complete trash 
And I'm like, you do realize you have about three more years or five more years of this. And then you see, keep eating like this. If that working out, you are not going to like yourself. And she's like, well, I'm going to keep eating like this. I'm like, okay. Well, to let you know now, if you, if, you make, if you make the changes now, you will save yourself from having to go backwards and work off that. If you make the good choices. And again, it's, I understand it's hard. When you feel good and you're younger, we both know how hard it's convincing people to do something for yep. themselves. I get it. Because I was there. You were there. We get it. And we, we, it's like we can speak to the choir and we can speak the advice because we have it, but it's so hard to get people to listen to them because it's like, well, I feel good. So why do I need to work out? Well, there's a lot of reasons. And you don't want to start playing catch up when you get older and then have to work your butt off to get to get to where you want to be. I mean, like if you just maintain your at, the ease of being of staying there is much, it's much easier to stay there than to fight to come back. Fighting to come back is not what you want to be. You don't want to have to go backwards and spend more money, spend more time. You would have right. just put that investment in. You would have been there. And again, I think that's the biggest thing. And again, all longevity medicine is how do I add these buckets now? Do I do hormones? Do I use peptides? You know, where do I? And again, it comes down to where I start. What starts with the three pillars again, exercise, nutrition, sleep. You start there and then you add in everything else you want beyond that, whatever else you can afford, whatever else you want to do. My, you know, money I spend in my health is more than probably every patient I have out there because it's my number one thing. I, I care about my health so much. I will put all the money I can to my health, you know, and I rec to recommend the patients, hey, get an HSA, get an FSA, get a health savings account. Your business, you know, company lets you take the money out and not pay for it. And that goes towards all these things because guess what? Insurance does not cover what you want it to cover. Insurance covers major issues. Your car insurance is the same way. You get in a car accident, they cover it. They don't cover brake fluid. They don't cover your new brakes. They don't cover windshield wipers. They don't cover oil changes. You don't do those things. Your car breaks down. Car breaks we down. are the people. Yeah, we are, we are the ones saying you invest in these, invest in your oil change. Invest in your in your breaks. And if you don't do this, great. You don't have to. You get in a car accident, insurance will for sure cover you. Do not worry. Your brakes failed because you didn't replace them. It, someone will cover you. Now you're in a wheelchair. You have broken ribs. You have, you have broken issues. Now you have to deal with that outcome. Same with healthcare. They do not cover yep. anything. Be, they're, they're, when they talk about you know preventive care, preventive care is preventing you from a heart attack by giving you blood pressure medicine. That's not preventive care. Stop that it. is sick care. That's sick you're care. already sick. We're keeping right. you from getting more sick. And that is what healthcare is about. That's how major healthcare works. It is meant to keep you from getting more sick, but you're already sick. So you want the preventive stuff? We are the preventive. We are the first step preventative of aging. This. We're right. preventative. You want that? You come see you and I. You want to wait till the healthcare kicks in, go right ahead. Your options are limited. You have little you can do at that point. And now you're sick and you're like, well, I want any, I'll pay any amount of money to get better. When you or I are sick, if I'm sick with the cold, dude, if it costs me, 500 bucks to be better. I was an IV to be better immediately. I can tell you patients, if I can feel better immediately with a cold or flu, get those days back, people pay they, money out the wazoo for that. It was guaranteed. For sure. Yeah. And we all would, right? If, if someone said you had cancer and I said, get rid of this cancer, I guarantee you 100% be gone. Give me $100,000 right now. You would find a way to scramble up the money because you're like, all the stuff they're doing may or may not save me. I'm still going to die. I would do it. So when we get sick, we'll pay so much money. But yep. if you, again, if you give into these boxes now and do these things, and again, I'm not saying you're not going to die. You're still going to age and you're still going to happen, but this is going to slow and reduce the risk of those things. And you want your reduction risk reduction to go down. You want to go down, you see people like you and I. That's right. It's, it, it, it's the investment. Like you said, it, it's everything yeah. you just said. And that was really, really well said. And it's prioritizing now for true prevention. True prevention is prior to any symptoms, any, yeah. anything, anytime. Yeah. And that includes obesity. Once we become symptomatic, it becomes yeah. some level of sick. Too late. Yeah. So here, here's, you know, like I'm looking at time and we, you know, we no, probably got to start wrapping up. Yeah. 
But um, there's a there's a million other things we can get into, and I'm sure we will one day. Yeah. But so, what I'd like to do is I I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to something here on the episode. I'm 37. I talked about a lot of a lot of things with you pre-talk about you know again I yeah. parenting changed by being uh, the stress of a new business. I've certainly yeah. certain things I've let slip on myself the past five yeah. years. So overall, you look at me and say I'm healthy. I do exercise routinely, but there are certainly things I'm probably going to look at needing. I'm going to come yeah. into your practice and we're going to document. We're going to document some changes. So I'm going to come in. I'm going to do your assessment process. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna start looking at some things. And I've got a metabolic tester at my place where we look at RER, we look okay. at things. I think it'd be really interesting to start really piecing a lot of this together for people. 100%. And, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna let myself the uh the nearly 40 testosterone's probably lower than it should be. You know, we're <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find out these numbers and we're gonna dive yeah. in. And I think we're and maybe we'll come back and do a second uh, a follow-up on, on on the results. But I think it'd be really cool to do. So um we're we're gonna Sounds make good. myself a test on me here. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited, Mike. I'm really excited. In the meantime. Dr. Jason, how do people find you? Yeah. Uh, so I have a website, uh, Nutriv, N-U-T-R-I-V, therapies.com. Um, I have patients going there. So I have three clinics. So I have three different phone numbers to call and book an appointment. I also have, uh, you can also contact me through a form on there. Uh, my social media is Dr. Period Jason Pensick, P-E-N-C-E-K. That's my Instagram. I have a lot of people reach out through there. Um, and then I'm on Reddit at uh, openmindedchicagodoc uh so just open-minded chicago doc and um those are the ways people get a hold of me so we have all the numbers on online and then we have uh two socials on there you can get a hold of me through awesome uh again this was fantastic i really 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 appreciate your time today thank you dr dr jason for joining today thanks mike you too listeners again look for these follow-ups because they are going to come again i've already committed to them i'm not going to edit it out The promise is out there. Okay, let's see. Um, yeah. But uh, look up Dr. Jason. What he's doing is awesome. Um, and uh, it's a beautiful clinic, too, from what I've heard. Yeah. And for, for every the reason. Clinic is clinic. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Very cool. Um, yeah. And there's again, there's a lot we didn't get to get to. Uh, water and other stuff that we're going to look for follow-ups on here. But yeah. uh, look up Dr. Jason. Please don't forget to rate and review the episode. And uh, do yourself the favor and, and start investing in your health, no matter what age you are. And now is the day to start investing. Uh, Dr. Jason, stick around for a second. Everyone else, thank you. And we will see you next week. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyle as Medicine podcast. Find more episodes like this at www.lifestyleasmedicinepodcast.com and visit www.marhealthandperformance.com and at marhealthandperformance on both Facebook and Instagram for more great content and information about programs. Have a great day. See you next time.